I'm Gary Schleifer, and this is Beyond the Page, brought to you by Choice, the magazine of professional coaching. Choice is more than a magazine. It's a community of people who use and share coaching tools, tips, and techniques to add value to their businesses and impact their clients. It's an institution of learning built over the course of 20 years. Yes, 20th anniversary. Oh, and you can tell for those that are watching, there's a 20th anniversary logo on the covers these days, uh, but just for a year. Um, and we are dedicated to improving the lives, not just of the coaches, but of their clients as well. Uh, many times, just as an aside, many times I've had uh, reports back that clients have shared articles, uh, sorry, coaches have shared articles with their clients and their clients get tons out of it too. So the articles aren't just about coaching, uh, sorry, not just for coaches, but they're definitely about coaching and can impact the clients. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Marty Whiteman. Marty qualified as a coach in 2007, where he set up his practice in London in the United Kingdom, not to be confused with Canada. He holds a master's degree in psychology from the University of East London. In addition to his academic qualifications, he's a member of the Association for Coaching, a senior member of the, and you're going to have to tell me what this means, A-C-C-P-H, Marty? Yeah, it means, oh gosh, it means Association of Counseling Coaching hypnotherapy practitioners i've probably got that wrong um <laughs> but we but get the gist we get the yeah. gist we'll google that one and and uh we'll figure <laughs> that out um trained by stanford university professors bill barnett and dave evans in life design marty takes a cognitive behavioral rational emotive behavior and solution focused approach to, that's a lot uh to psychological coaching and its application to life personal, health, performance, business, and executive coaching. Welcome, Marty. Thank you so much for joining me today. And um, uh, as we've uh, determined, you are currently in Scotland, which yes. is, uh, that's awesome. So thank you so much for uh, joining us. I guess it's, what, early evening there right now? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, 4 p.m. So it's about my, my dog's um, walkies time. So I shouldn't have uh, said walkies because she's oh. right beside me. Oh no! <laughs> Here we handled all the noise. The phones are on silent, but you had to say the W A L K, etc. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, uh, Marty, thank you so much. Um, you wrote the article in the upcoming issue, um, which is just heading to the printer, entitled "The Leadership Debate." How can coaching support the prediction of upcoming changes in leadership trends? So that's a pretty bold statement. But first of all, like, why, why did you decide to write this article? Yeah, so, I mean, for, for my clients and also for my friends, the, the whole aspect of going through COVID experience having the some people's perception the luxury of working from home some people's perception the the horribleness of working from home and how <laughs> it's actually created this big big debate and so what what's happening right now across the globe of course it's much bigger in, in North America, is is a great resignation. It's working its way across across the our side of the pond, but people don't 
people don't leave their jobs, leave their bosses. Exactly. And so, right. And so we need to get leadership um, course corrected for what is going to land in 2023. And I've got some really strong views on it. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm here to hash them out and, I'm, and you're, you're more than welcome to challenge me along the way. <laughs> well, you know, one of the, one of the questions that um, I want to talk about topics I want to talk about is this conflict of remote working versus hybrid versus full-time. You mentioned it in the article and you also mentioned that it's the coach has to remain unbiased. And I am having a huge struggle with that because, Yeah. because the, who cares where they work? Did we not learn from going 100% remote that we can do it, first of all? And are we managing by walking around? Or are we managing by performance? Or, like, what's the big deal? Right, well, yeah, what is a big deal? And so th there's three camps that are boiled it down to in the article. So you, Mm you've -hmm. got the people that are pro-remote working, and that suits either a lifestyle or a family situation or somebody that actually wants to, you know, work on the West, West Coast office, but they live in the East Coast, you know? So they cut down their commute. Then you've got someone that actually really wants to be in the office because maybe their home office, their home situation isn't great. They might have elderly parents that they're looking after. And, you know, that's not conducive to um, eight days of Zoom calls if you're an office worker, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, and then of course, you've got hybrid working, which um, meets in the middle. But then you've got people that... used to live in New York, then moved out of New York, but still kept their New York job. Mm -hmm. And so hybrid working uh, works really well for them. So they, their monetary income is New York-based, but their outgoings will be much lesser if they're staying out of town. And so... There's there's all these different camps and but, but what comes with it is also generations of people as well. And so we've got our baby boomers who I'm just gonna stereotype, say, once you're in the office. And these tend to be um people that have have had a very long experience, it's all they've known up until now. Then you've got Uh, your Gen Zs, which um, mean you fit in too. And so we, we've had a taste of working from home, be it good, be it bad, be it both. And, and, then, and then we've got millennials who, some of them may have only tasted uh, remote working. You know, there's people that have been hired just through... Yeah, interaction there have been people that have been hired, worked, and fired, and they've never and been in the office. right full life cycle and so Yeah.
we are in a state of conflict, and usually conflict comes in two, two points, but we've got three points sitting just now. Mm-hmm. And so we, we as coaches need to know about this conflict mm-hmm. because it will come up if you're a leadership coach. And so for all the, the coaches that are listening and, and any coaches that are, are interested, um, then this is a great topic to be talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, and it has come up a lot, but and from both sides, from the leaders and from the workers. Uh, I coach both sides, managers and and C-suites. Right. So, you know, the the... I'm going to say older generation or leading generation are struggling with with this. But Marty, let's let's get real. We've been globalized for how long? We've had global teams forever. Why is it all of a sudden such a such an issue? I mean, why is this, yeah, why is it all such an issue? Well, this is my own personal opinion. It's such an issue because COVID has came away from the media. You know, I mean, in the UK, there's nothing on COVID being mm-hmm. said. You can go into your office being COVID positive. Yeah. Um, you know, there is, as long as you're asymptomatic. Um, I don't know what it is, like in the rest of your, your listeners' world. Um, but, but, you know, this is, is, is where we're at. And so it's happening because... Offices are opening up. Mm. Offices are being paid for. Um, if you don't work in an office, then, uh, you know, this mainly affects office workers, mm. let's be fair. Um, but it's happening because we're trying to get all get back to routine because we like routine. Mm-hmm. And so, and we don't like change if you're a baby boomer, the change is much more acceptable if you're a millennial. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is why it's happening. You know, we, we, we've got, we, we've, we've gone through our three-course meal, right? <laughs> um, we've tasted the dessert. <laughs> and we have and our choice. We have our favorites, right? Yeah, and now we've got a choice. And so... The great resignation is happening because employees are voting with their feet. Yeah, so you pointed oh. that out in the article, and that's exactly yeah, what's happening, right? They really are. And so and the knock-on effect, sadly, for organizations and HR departments is the, the churn rate of staff goes, goes down. Uh, sorry, uh, goes, goes up. So people are leaving, exiting mm-hmm. faster, and the expense to to rehire is so expensive because it's a employees marketplace, mm-hmm. and so the supply and demand value means I'm as an employee probably actually worth more than I was last year or yeah. two years ago because of X or Y or Z. Um, And especially the employees, if your company wants you in the office five days a week, then 
they're going to find it quite hard to recruit. Right. And they'll probably have to then use recruiters and then you and then probably have a pay bump because yeah. people will work out that no, I've saved two thousand yeah. dollars US Canadian dollars on commute last year. Yeah. So yeah, this is yeah. why it's all happening. It's a whole mix of things. Yeah. Um, but it's happening, it's happening fast. Well, you know, and there's two ways to, to carry on this conversation. So I'm gonna stick with the employee side of this. So yeah. Would you consider that disloyalty or, and, and if so, how do we as a coach help the leader? And like, this is such a two-sided coin. Like, you know, the leader is going to suffer because these people are going to walk with their feet, like, you know, speak with their feet. And then yeah. the employee is having, is struggling to deal with a leader who has no flexibility and wants everything to go back to the way it was, but can't sure. really give a great, but they can't really give a, most of them can't really give a great reason. Yeah, so so Gary, I mean, loyalty's earned, right? And it's it's not fabricated; it's, it's earned. Um, but it also has to have the right conditions for loyalty mm-hmm. to to happen, right? So all of the soft side of business, like going into the office. Um, office parties, water cooler moments, you know, um, congratulating the, the, the new office baby coming in, you know, the, the fact that, you know, one in five have their best friend in the office. Mm-hmm. And so they look forward to it. Office romances, all of that sort of thing actually connects and makes a bond between employee and employer. Right. Mm. But if what happens is when we take away the community center, which is an office, mm-hmm. right? When we take that away, we lose the social interaction, the uh the, the, the perks of it, which could be client entertainment, all, mm. all that jazz. Um, it could be the the fact that you uh, get away from your home and you go into a lovely fancy office where you get your free meals, you know, or something sometimes, like that. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Google. right. Or or uh, for those in hotter conditions, you've got aircon. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And that does, doesn't affect me because I'm in Scotland, but um, you know. <laughs> What happens is the loyalty and the connection disappears. Mm-hmm. But loyalty as, as a variable doesn't disappear. What does happen is I still have that same measure of loyalty, but the loyalty is now to myself if I'm an, an employee. It's not it's not been earned mm-hmm. because I'm not going into the office. And so my connections haven't formed. It's, you know, remote working is almost like living in the metaverse, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and if you don't turn on your webcam, the person you're speaking to is basically an avatar. Yeah. <laughs> so it literally yeah. is metaverse. And, yeah. and so that that's 
also what needs to happen. There needs to be some sort of of facelift happening. Mm-hmm. And employers and the future employers, so I'll keep going with this. You've got your, you know, your juniors, mm-hmm. your your middle managers who are going to be the future leaders, and then you've got your leaders. Those leaders are going to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so the middle managers right now are in a conundrum. They've got from top down saying, come on, get your staff into the office. Mm-hmm. And then you've got from bottom up the staff saying, no, I'm living further away now. I don't have any commuting costs. Um, I don't need to wear a belt. <laughs> you don't even have to wear pants, apparently. No pants. <laughs> well, I'm I mean, not. I'm not standing up. Okay, so you, you'll have to figure it out. Yeah, and pants mean something else over in Britain. So <laughs> okay. This... So we do have to wear pants. <laughs> Trousers. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> and so, what? What really we should um, be conscious of as coaches is how do we bring back the connection which then has the outcome of loyalty yeah that's exactly thank you for saying that that's exactly what's on my mind is it possible to accommodate any or all of those three scenarios fully remote hybrid fully office or even, a, and then there's the culmination of those. So you've got, you can have some people in the office, some people do it. How can you, can you create loyalty in a, in a virtual environment, right? Uh, that's, that's a really good question. And, and yes, it, it probably comes down to, it probably comes down to benefits and rewards for employees. Mm-hmm. So, for for instance, um, in the UK, we're trialing four day working weeks. Mm, okay. okay, so either Monday to Thursday or Tuesday to Friday. Mm-hmm. You have two 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 teams, and so a client will always get five days of service, mm-hmm. right? But there'll be two pods. Um, on top of that. There's been so much entrepreneurship that's happened over the last two years where the leaders are fully remote. They've never bought office space and they've either hired freelancers or, you know, jumped on the gig economy. Mm -hmm. And so in order to really bring in freelancers in the gig economy... Your benefits really need to outweigh the the fact that they could just jump ship at any mm-hmm. time. And so <clears throat> things like health insurance, dental, you know, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. In the UK, we also are are giving away, believe it or not, this will shock any any Americans. Unlimited holidays. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unlimited holidays um and so and so there there is definitely a way to to work with 
people who are five days a week in the office with hybrid, with the remote, but the loyalty levels will differ. And so the compensation needs to match. It's all about matching criteria if you want to keep that loyalty high. And so it's almost individualized. And that's where mm -hmm. the coaches that are listening needs to bring out of their coachee because mm -hmm. that coachee, I assume, is a leader. And so any leaders that are listening, this is great information. And it's something you can all relate to if you're if you're working that is mm -hmm. yeah and you brought up some great points and some great um uh ideas and pointers in the article so uh people can look forward to seeing that in the issue that's at the printer now being distributed soon um you know i the, as you were speaking a number of times i had this picture of a juggler trying to keep everything in the right. air the, the leader you know, compensation, loyalty, office, all this sort of thing. But you've brought up, and I, I can't, we can't go down this rabbit hole, but it sounds like a really good topic for another time, is the customization of an employee's loyalty requirements, like the the, the needs that each individual has. You know, if yeah. we can go, go back to when I was in school, all the kids had to do the same thing the same way. Nobody was special. Nobody was different. Yes. And fast forward, the kids are all that, you know, there's gifted and they get a special help for this and their they, their learning styles are understood and, and supported. And, and it's maybe it's time to do more like that for the employees. And I know we're not speaking to them and we're not giving advice, but in the grand conversation of supporting our clients as coaches, you, to your point, just a, a few minutes, moments ago, it's like we... Let, there's more to be discovered. It's the evoking awareness, core competency to the nth degree in this particular yeah. circumstance. Like it's all made up. <laughs> okay. So make up something that serves you and the people that you work with. Agreed. And right. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. This has been great. Um, what do you, you know, we're coming to the end of our call and I, am I, I always like to ask the question, what would you like our audience to do as a result of this article and this conversation? Sure. Um, I, I think there's one key takeaway for, for your audience, Gary. And it really is, if you are a leader out there or you're sitting at middle management mm -hmm. coming up to leadership, is to really look at your fairness, compass, and I talk about your fairness compass in the article because dictating micromanagement, that one size fits all, nine to five, <laughs> ain't going to work anymore. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want to thrive and you want your employees to thrive and your team to thrive, then your fairness compass needs to come out. And you've got it right, Gary. You've you're looking at individualized plans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a nightmare for the HR and the comp departments and everything like that. Because even like you said in your article, there's 
you know, now things are shifting. If you live, because used to be compensated if you live in an expensive city, but what if you report to expensive city, but you live in the suburbs, right? And and why should it matter? And if you have kids or don't have kids, and why should that matter? And so it's, it's what motivates, keeps, yes. and helps the uh, organization and the individuals thrive. So well said. And, you know, I just want to say, first of all, thank you. Obviously, it's been in a very interesting conversation. It could go on and on. Um, we could solve it all, too. They just let the two of us at it, right? <laughs> um, I I have to say that you your clients have to be extra lucky because you have that extra and you didn't reveal a lot of it, but that psychological training, that psychological background that I think really will help their clients, your clients when you're coaching. So they're very lucky to have you. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Thank you oh. for me as well. Oh, our pleasure. You know, um, like I tell everybody, it's not hard to write for choice. You just take from your wisdom from what's up here and bring it out from your through your heart. And you did that in spades, my friend. So thank you. Thank you. You've been in service to the coaching world. This is global, man. Yes. All thank right. You. <laughs> um, before we go uh, and I sign off, what uh, what's the best way for people to reach you? Yeah, absolutely. So very easy. Uh, go to my website. So it's bettercoach.com. Better is spelled with two R's. So bettercoach.com. Got it. B-E-T-T-E-R-R-C-O-A-C-H.com. No wow, doubt. you said that fast. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much for joining us for this Beyond the Page episode, Marty, and to our listeners. Uh, for more episodes, uh, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. We're on uh, Buzzsprout and Spotify and Apple, and I don't know who else my team has signed up this week, so it should be out there. Uh, and don't forget to sign up for your free digital issue of Choice Magazine by going to choice-online.com and clicking the sign up now button. I'm Gary Schleifer. Enjoy your journey to mastery.